You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, I am interviewing Kaylee Whitfield. And it's more of a conversation than it is an interview. We discuss what's going on right now in the anti-men movement. We talk about toxic masculinity. We talk about gender roles. We talk about feminism. We discuss it all. And she is a smart and very just interesting person to talk to. And I'm glad that I had her on the podcast. I got to give myself a pat on the back. I do think I... I, I pick out some really awesome people. I've been very happy with a lot of the interviews I've, I've done this year, and they've just been just great, interesting conversations. I mean, at least I'm having fun. I hope you are too. So Kaylee has a large following, well over half a million on TikTok, over 100,000 on Instagram. And I say that because it's just good to know that there are people out there who are paying attention to her. So she's saying something of interest. This was her first podcast, by the way. I did not know that. She told me after we recorded that this was the first podcast she's ever done. And in fact, she has said no to a lot of podcasts, but she listened to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. And for her, it seemed really interesting, a lot of the topics that we talk about. And she just wanted to engage and and chat about some of these things. So she said yes, and here she is talking to me about the anti-men movement. Did you know that there was an anti-men movement? I think I did. But when I was talking to her about it, I, I didn't really realize to the extent of how much that that's out there. It's sad, kind of scary. There is a just a gender war going on, which we do discuss. Men against women, women against men. Even a lot of people who've been listening to this podcast have, well, I don't know about a lot, but I've heard from a few people, at least on some, some reviews that they think I'm a misogynist, things like that. I am, I'm absolutely not. At least I don't, I don't think I am. I love women. I think women are great. And I think that all men should become the best versions of themselves so they can find an amazing woman and everyone should live happily ever after. The reality is, is that it's it's not that simple. And we're dealing with a, a, two different species, in my opinion. I think that men and women are very different. And we also do discuss this in our conversation today. Men and women are different. They're equal, but they're different. I do obviously believe that women and men should all have the same rights and the same opportunities. But at the end of the day, what happens with those opportunities doesn't always happen to be the equal outcome. And that's because men and women are different. And it's okay. It's okay to embrace that. Speaking of that, there is one person who has embraced that. I'm sure you've heard of him. And if you haven't, you're, you're living under a rock. Andrew Tate. Have you heard of this? This is insane. He's banned from everywhere. He is banned from everywhere. I think he had a podcast. I wonder if he's if his podcast is banned. I actually never heard of any podcast being banned. I think it's hard to, well, no, they can easily ban a podcast, but there's so many different platforms that a podcast can be on. You don't host a podcast on a platform. You host it from your own hosting site. 
So it's not necessarily on Apple or on Spotify. It's just those platforms grab your link where you host it. So anyway, I, I don't know if he's banned from that, but he's definitely banned from Twitter, from Facebook, from YouTube. So you've probably heard this already. And it's sad. I, I didn't necessarily agree with everything he said, but I did agree with a lot of it. I, I don't think that he's a misogynist. I don't think that he hates women. I listened to his full interviews. And in fact, I've interviewed him on this podcast before. And he he spoke about a lot of great things and a very a lot, a lot of interesting things. And he's a very smart guy. And and also, he was very kind to me. I mean, I remember having him and we were chit-chatting before the podcast and after the podcast, and he seemed like a stand-up guy. But now when you speak up about some of these polarizing things, it's scary. Can, you can get banned. I don't think that I'll ever get banned. I don't think I ever speak to such polarizing topics, but if I do... That will be a very sad day, but don't worry. I think we're going to be we're going to be okay. And I just have a gut feeling that Andrew will get his his social media back. At least one of them. I think it will happen. And either way, whether you agree or disagree with him, not the point. I now we're kind of off topic here, but how we're censoring people is just it's scary. It's sad. And I believe that these big social media platforms do have a responsibility to, to have the content out there that's not going to hurt anybody. And they, they are responsible for so much. But on the other end, they're also responsible for free speech. And so to, to ban someone when there's so many other people out there doing such horrible and worse things, it just blows my mind. Just sad. Anyway, today we're talking about the anti-men movement. It's a great conversation. It is Kaylee and I. So why don't we get into it right now? Here's my interview conversation with Kaylee. Kaylee, what's going on? Good to have you on the podcast. Good to be here. Yes. Okay. So let's let's get some information here. So first I'll tell you how I found you. I think it was on TikTok or Instagram, one of those. And I always am very intrigued by uh, women who say things in general that stick up for men. I think these days, I'm curious if you agree or not, there's just not a lot of support for men, uh, especially by females. You just don't see it as much, which is sad. And so I see you talking about it. And then I checked out your following. You have a very big following and you're doing something with, with all this information. And that's why I reached out to you. And that's why we connected. And that's why we're here. So why don't you tell me, first of all, how you got into what you got into and what you're trying to do and all that good stuff. All right. Well, it kind of actually just kind of happened. I grew up with a abusive background where my father was abusive, my brothers was abusive, all that kind of stuff, and the men I've come in contact with. But one of the things I've learned in part of my healing process of healing from my trauma is the reason why a lot of men don't understand themselves is because they don't understand their emotions. They don't understand things are going on. And I know how that felt. And I was like, you know, 
in order for us to understand how men operate or how they work inside relationships and understand their mind, I have to understand healthy men. So I started reaching out to like some good mentors of mine and started talking to them like, Hey, how do healthy men operate? Like I know what toxic looks like, but I really don't understand what healthy is. And they just started kind of pouring into me and giving me knowledge and awareness of things to look for few uh, cues to pay attention to. And I was like, you know, this stuff is really good. Like how many people don't even know what I don't know? Because I I can see all the toxicity, but there's not a lot of like healthiness that you really see, especially on social media, especially when it comes to men. Social media tends to be a anti-men movement rather than for men and women to work together with equality and unification. And I was like, you know, this is crazy. So I was like, maybe I should just kind of start sharing some of the knowledge that I'm receiving from my mentors. And so I just made a video and I was like, oh, I've learned this or this men need to understand what this looks like, but women have to respect them. So that way we can have this equal reciprocation game. And it just kind of blew up (laughs) and I didn't actually really realize what people were not aware of until they started coming to me. And I would have men reach out and they're like, oh my God, I've never heard this from a woman. And this is why, this is what I've dealt with. This is how this works. And I've had counselors tell me, you know, boys don't cry, but like, I'm very emotional man. And then you get into relationships with women and they verbally and emotionally abuse you because they want you to be emotional and then they don't. And I was like, well, I understand that because I was emotionally neglected. And so I was able to see the problems, but from a point of what I went through. So it was able to give me more of a perspective of, you know, I know what it's like to be emotionally neglected. I know what it's like to not have my needs met. I know what it's like to have somebody use your emotional needs against you. And I can only imagine the damage that it does to a man because they are very soft. They're very tender. They are very much when they love, they love hard. And to have people that use that against them, it's not, it's not good. And so I found a little hole and I was like, this needs to be fixed. And that's kind of how I got into what I'm doing. That's, that's, first of all, that's crazy and awesome. The fact that you did the exact opposite that maybe an average woman might do when she has a bad relationship with a male and you turn that around not to hate men, but to understand men. And I even feel on a lot of your content that you put out there that you're trying to almost explain to women how men work. And it's interesting because I do the same thing, but the opposite. I explain to men how women work. And I do get a lot of flack for that from women because they say, you know, how would you know you're not a woman? But there are ways you can explain it. And I think it's cool that what you've been able to explain or else what I've seen thus far are very good explanations on how men feel and think. And for that to come from a woman is is really cool to see. Also, what's your age? 22. Okay. So yeah, you're you're super young to know all this. So obviously you had to mature, it sounds like, at a very young age. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, that, that tends to happen too with a lot of traumas as people tend to mature at a, at a younger age. Well, hopefully, right? Right. So, okay, so cool. So in terms of your your audience, 
who do you think you speak to most? Are you speaking to more women? Are you speaking to more men? Are you, is it equal? Are you trying to speak to one gender over the other? My audience tends to be more men, which makes, is also, makes sense. which is also kind of funny because most of the flack that I also receive are from men. So I think it's interesting. I have over the last like three months, really, my content has really been pushing out to women. And all of a sudden my follower rate with women have gone up and they're like, oh my goodness, like, I don't feel like I'm alone anymore. Like I tell my friends that I respect my husband or I enjoy cooking him a home cooked meal and they think I'm crazy and I've lost relationships over it. I'm like, that is normal. Like that is healthy to want to do. Let's dive into that. That's interesting right there. Okay. So why are those women losing friends over saying something like that? Because from what I'm aware of and what I've been told is a lot of the women that lose those relationships are women who have almost a anti-men complex, which we see in like our modern day feminist today where it's men against women and women are the superior sex when that's not true. And a lot of the women that have lost female friends is simply because they don't hate a man as bad as that sounds. And so because they respect a man, they automatically are pushed out into the different crowd because they can't relate to them on a men are terrible. But most oftentimes when a woman respects a man, she can still be like, well, you know, I understand men can be bad. Some men are, but it's not all men. That's where the separation is. A woman wants to state it's all men. And then you have this woman that respects a man and she's like, it's not all men. There are good men out there. You're just handling with the bad ones. Okay. Wow. So maybe you can give me a sneak peek here because I clearly don't run in a bunch of female circles. And even if I did, I don't even know if I would hear the truth because I'm a man. Is that, and I'm like, I'm like shook right now. Like, it just feels so sad. Like, is that what women are saying? Like, do you feel that most women just don't like men or, and, or feel superior? Is that what's happening? From what I have seen and from conversations that I have had with other women who are very like-minded and who agree with my content and stuff, because I also will go after those to like understand from their point of view, a lot of the women that state stuff like that typically have been severely hurt by men. Most of the time when I receive like pushback from women or I hear other women talk about that pushback that they receive from other women, oftentimes more cases than not, we see those women have become bitter towards men because maybe they didn't have a father figure. Maybe they were raped or molested as a child by their father or by a brother or by another man. And so because of that, and we do live in a very over-sexualized world, we see a lot of times where a woman can go out in public and more times than not, she will be followed to her car. So women automatically are on a defense when they go out rather than giving men the benefit of the doubt, because maybe a man wants to open a door for a woman. He was raised to be a gentleman. He was raised to open a door for a woman, but because maybe that woman has had bad experience with a man opening the door and then smacking her ass, she automatically is going to be like, don't hold the door open for me. I don't want to feel like I owe you something. I don't want you to touch me. And more oftentimes than not, we see women hating men because 
because of their past bad experience. And it's really not the man's fault, like the good men that are really trying to show women how they should be respected. It is her fault because she can't get outside of her pain long enough to see the bigger picture. Because a lot of the things I hear is, oh, if you were sexually molested, you wouldn't say this about men. If you were abused and dated a narcissist, you wouldn't say that about men. If you were raped. And I'm like, I've experienced it all, but I did the healing. So I'm able to look at the bigger picture rather than saying all men are the same. Now, I can understand why there's going to be women out there who've had bad male experiences to not like men. I think that's how racism happens too. I think I think also that's how, I think there's a lot of men out there who've had bad experiences with women. And so they're saying the right. same thing. I'm curious on your thoughts on mob mentality. I wonder if there's women out there who haven't had real traumatic experiences with men. You get ghosted from time to time. Things like that happen. Mm-hmm. But but I, I wonder if there's any women out there who are on that train of still disrespecting, hating men, feeling superior, even without having had that trauma. Like, Do you think that there's some mob mentality there? Oh, absolutely. I would definitely agree that there is this whatever's trending mindset. And it seems to constantly be a trend to belittle and put down men, regardless of what they do. Like a man can look at a woman while she's out in public and automatically she's like, oh my God, he wanted to to do da 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 da. And it's like, he just looked at you. Like (laughs) he didn't do anything wrong. So I would definitely agree that there is a mom mentality because it's like everybody wants to jump on everybody's bandwagon. And I do believe that a lot of that comes from home lives because we are a product of our environment, of how we're raised. And if we never had a parent, regardless of if it was male or female, ever had a parent that was raising us to see the best in people despite what they do and not and actually critically think for ourselves and not just follow if they say jump, you say how high mentality, then we would see uh, more people being able to critically think to understand that there's a bigger picture. And I don't want to follow the trend. And if I don't follow the trend, I'm not this bad person. I just see things differently. Yeah. I, I, it's interesting you say that about the trending. Cause I also think that's happening on the other side too. I know that there's a lot of trending stuff with putting down women. It's not so much men feeling superior. It's more, a red pill chat, you know, that women are, let's say women will cheat more. Women will always look for the bigger, better deal. I even talk about some of that stuff too. The thing is though, and this is what I'm going to be starting to do here soon is there's always opinion, but a lot of this stuff should never really be based in opinion should be based on and even anecdotally, I think is kind of tough. It really should be based more in in science and actual data and studies, not just like a random article or a random Reddit post or a random <laughs> Instagram, whatever. Right. You know, so I'm going to be trying to cite more things, but it, it is interesting that there is a gender war going on. And, and, yes. and you and I are on the front lines of it and it's scary yeah. And it's sad and it feels like everyone's pointing the fingers at everyone because everyone's getting really hurt and there's just a lot of misunderstanding. Do you think that you're trying to help this so-called gender war? 
I am trying to, I never looked at it that way until a father figure of mine pointed it out. And I was like, I don't really want to identify as that, but I guess that is definitely what, what I'm doing. Um, because a lot of the times I have noticed is if somebody comes into my comment section, regardless of if they've been a long time follower, I will tell them if they're like, oh, women do this, women don't do that. And da, 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 da. I'm like, then I guess I can say the same thing about men. Because I want them to see, like, it's not just one gender. Maybe one gender does more than the other, but only because they do more in one way and they don't do it in the other, where the other gender does it more in the other way and not that way, doesn't take away from the fact that people are people. They're going to be stupid. They're going to follow what's trending, but we can't just categorize and stereotype one specific thing and say it's everything because that's not right either. You don't like to be stereotyped. You don't like to be forced into a corner or a box. So don't do it to other people because you know that doesn't feel good. So a lot of my content is definitely trying to unify the genders, but to let them understand you don't like it when this happens. So don't do it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I want to rewind to, I want to go back to what we were talking about with females saying that they're, what was it? Folding laundry or cooking? What was it? Cooking. They enjoy cooking for their man. They enjoy taking care of the house needs, whatever it might be. Yeah. So I'm just confused on where that all became such, such a stigma. (laughs) Like, Why is that bad? What is, what has happened here? I mean, I have ideas, but I'm Um, you're my guest. I'm kind of pointing it towards you. Right, right. I think from what I've been doing a lot of research recently because I've been trying to understand myself. Oh, I love the research. I want to hear all of it. And so what I've been noticing, especially like, you know, TikTok's a black hole. You find a hashtag or a trend and you just start scrolling and roll your eyes as you're scrolling because you're just like, this is so stupid. And what I have found is like, we see a stigma very much like, okay, so stay at home moms. They very much are looked at as like, they don't work. But if you have a stay-at-home dad, he's very much praised. But on the opposite side, he's criticized for not working. And maybe the mom brings in the money, right? So what I have found is a lot of women will argue, if I have to be a stay-at-home mom and do the traditional household things, then that means that man is not capable of doing that. But oftentimes, that's not the case. Oftentimes, a man is just as capable of running the house, taking care of the kids, and working all at the same time, just like the woman would. It's just split evenly, whereas he's the breadwinner. And she takes care of the household things. And if the roles were switched, she'd be the breadwinner and he would take care of the household things. But traditionally, a lot of people want to go and argue, well, women have their own businesses. They're independent. They don't need no man. And the problem with that type of complex or ideology is that they push a narrative of women against men. And so they're automatically viewing men as the the predator, the the bad the op- thing. Or the oppressor. Yeah. And rather than understanding that there is equality, but equality doesn't mean same. And a lot of the times when women want to argue, well, well, I don't want to cook for my man. Like you're just being a slave and a housewife is oftentimes what women are feeding them when there's nothing wrong with a woman wanting to cook or take care of the kids or want to clean the house because in reality I was raised in a household. My dad worked. My mom stayed home, homeschooled all four of us because I have three siblings and 
cooked and clean and did everything that needed to be done. And on the weekends, my dad would cook if he wanted to grill or there were certain meals that he liked to cook and he would take care of the outside yard work. And that was just the traditional household. Dinner was on the table by six. Mom made it. That was how it was. And I think we live in a culture where women want to They basically want to whip it out and show that it's bigger rather than understanding that those roles do not take away from you. Yeah. Okay. So much to say here. So one of my thoughts is, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this kind of from, I mean, I guess it it might sound like opinion. It's not really backed in like any scientific research. I'll be, I'll be real here, but I can just say as a man, at the least, it feels like the drive and motivation to succeed and build is more common in a man than a woman. I don't know if that's from testosterone or what it is. That's what it seems like to me. And I'm not saying that women don't have that on some level, but I think compared to a man, men just have it more. And I think that the feminist movement, or at least the third wave feminist movement, has stated that everything is an assigned gender role, where mm-hmm. I don't really believe that. Just from what I've read also from a lot of David Buss's work and his crazy 38 culture study where he studied all across the cultures, all the crazy similarities between men and then women. So Mm -hmm. the similarities of men across different cultures and women across different cultures. And it seems pretty clear that we're just not the same. Right. And I don't think that these, that women in the kitchen and men slaving in the field all day is an assigned gender role by any means. Right. Now I'm not, misogynist. I don't think that women should just do that and only do that. Right. I think women women and men can do whatever they want. Man, man wants to stay home, he can. Woman wants to go out there and, and kill it and be a boss babe. Great. I don't care, you know. But I do believe that there might be roles for both men and women according to their biological nature that Agreed. they might be happier in. And one, I can cite a study that has talked about women over the past like 10, 15 years have become unhappier. Have you heard about this? I don't think so. I think I've heard about it in passing, but I haven't researched it. Yeah. So they're unhappier. We'll just put it that way. And it's interesting. It's like, shouldn't they be, shouldn't they be happier and not less happy? They have more freedoms than they ever had. They have more power than they ever have. What's happening there? I don't know. That's interesting. Have you felt that at all? Have you felt any unhappiness, depression amongst your female friends or colleagues? I would say that that is true to an extent because I have a very hard time keeping a female friend. I'm very much, I run my own business. I get things done. I'm very confident in my approach. And I have no problem looking at somebody and being like, you're completely wrong. But a lot of women don't want to be held accountable. And I'm the type of person of you're either going to be okay with me holding you accountable or we can't be friends. Like, that's just how it is. Like, I expect you to do the same thing I would do for you. I do think women tend to, they can be unhappy. I think a lot of it is they are constantly battling this like 
need to measure up and prove that they're worth something yeah. rather than sitting in the, you know what, I'm good enough and I will wait for somebody to see that I'm good enough. And that's kind of where that flip switch in where I'm sitting here. I'm like, I know what I have to offer. In other words, I know what I bring to the table. And if somebody doesn't like that, regardless of what type of relationship it is, if it's friends or family, coworker, boss, whatever it is, they either will see what I have to offer and value it. And if they don't, it's their loss. But a lot of women sit in this trying to waive what they view as important rather than letting people just take things on one by one. If they don't view it as important, just leave it alone. Like just let it go. And I think they're unhappier to a degree because they are sitting there always trying to prove they're worth something rather than understanding that it doesn't matter what everybody else says. It matters what you think about yourself. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. I have a lot to say there. Now, I feel that women, this is where I feel sympathetic to women is today. I feel that I have every pressure in the world. They have to be boss, babe. There's a lot of trending on that. So they got to be, you know, working, making a good living. They got to be doing all the things that a man can do. I put in like air quotes, you know, and then on top of that, they got to be a mom and be a good mom. It's, they're just getting hit at every angle. Right. You know, that's, that's where I feel maybe it's, it's really tough for them. And I feel it's almost like they have people against them, whichever way they go. I don't think men really deal with that. And meaning if they want to be a mom, there's a stigma now. It's like, Oh, you just want to be a mom and just cook and clean and da, 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 da. Or, you know, if you want to be a boss, babe, well, why aren't you home with your children? You know, it's like they can't win. Right. And we've Um, seen that for decades. Oh, interesting. Okay. So that's, that's not new. No, it's been going on for a long time. Like I remember as a kid, my mom dealing with a lot of that, like anytime she would kind of granted, she was in an abusive marriage for 27 years. So it's, it's a different type of strain, but from people that we were in relationship with, my mom would be like, oh yeah, I cook and clean. Or like, maybe she wanted to go do something by herself. And it was, oh, so you're going to neglect your kids now? And my mom's like, I can go have a me moment and I'm not neglecting my kids (laughs) or I can run my own business and I'm not neglecting my family. I can be at home and I'm not neglecting what I want to do. I'm not, I don't feel like I lost anything. Okay. Okay. Now I want to talk about what you said also with this idea of loving yourself for who you already are. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think there's something tough with that. And I feel now on the men's side, we really struggle with that because mm-hmm. men really have to create value in the world and they are not unconditionally loved compared to how women are. I feel a woman really doesn't have to do much to feel loved by the world where men have to be creating something, building something, doing something. Now to speak to both genders, the idea of self-esteem is is really built upon accomplishment. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to kind of sit and kumbaya yourself in a room and go, I'm amazing, right? Without having any kind of like proof. Right. So I always say, whether it's a man or a woman, although I speak more to men, but whether you're a man or a woman, you really need to be doing something in the world in some capacity 
to then really raise your self-esteem to then really feel good about who you are. Mm-hmm. So I, I do feel there has to be something in real life happening rather than self-love chit-chat in your brain. I don't know. I just don't, I don't think that works as well. Now, whatever that may be, that may be, you know, whether it's accomplishing something with work or a goal or a hobby or your family or charity or, or even just like personal development, you know, working out, losing weight, gaining weight, whatever it may be. Right. What are your thoughts on, on some of that about self-esteem, creating value? I think that it is definitely like a case to case basis. Um, but a lot of the times, especially when I'm talking to my clients is when we're working through like self-esteem stuff, a lot of the time I tell them that it's, it's just basically the way I put it is let's say you have somebody and everything you would give to them, all your traits, all your weaknesses, all your strengths, all that kind of stuff you'd be giving to them. And then they would be doing the same thing back to you. Maybe it's just different. So instead you turn it around and you give that to you. So if you want to go work out, go work out and get your dream body. If you want to go out to the movies, why can't you take yourself out? If you want to have things that you see as a weakness in yourself and you want somebody to give you a different perspective, go talk to your community because community is super important when it comes to that, like self-love and self-evaluation and becoming self-aware because we can't do it all by ourselves. Oftentimes we can go to our community like, Hey, I feel this way about this, this, and this, or I don't really like this trait about myself. And oftentimes people will give us a better perspective because we're going to automatically be 10 times more critical over us than somebody else is going to be because we are nitpicking at our imperfections. So I do think that it's not a, I'm going to sit in the mirror every day and say these affirmations. Absolutely, those do something, but it goes further than that because you have to feel like you are living the life and you are sitting in your purpose the way you want to. And a lot of times people can't love themselves is because they don't know who they are and they don't know what they bring to the world and to the people around them. And oftentimes we will see people isolate themselves because of that. If you have an individual that doesn't like themselves, they will isolate from everybody because they don't feel like they deserve that community. But it's flipping the switch of even though I have these toxic traits or these things that I need to work on, I still deserve that because I need that in my life. So it's like a flip of a switch. Interesting. So let's talk about this idea of, so women and men, this gender war, we're not understanding each other. I want to know where you personally fit into that. So meaning, what do you want out of life? And it's, it's interesting to be able to talk to you because you're 22. So you're just entering your adulthood really. Mm -hmm. And so what is it that you want ultimately? I want to see men and women working together and taking each other's like strengths and weaknesses and using it to benefit our generations. Because I'm looking at like our younger generation and how much they're going to be impacted by just what I'm doing. If I only hit a small percentage of 10% of people, that 10% who have kids who grow up, their kids are going to be impacted and then their kids and kids will be impacted. So as far as where I fit in to it, I would like to 
see, or at least what I'm plowing is seeing a shift into mindset and perspective to view each other as equal, but understand equal does not mean same. It's being able to appreciate what the other person brings to the table, even if it's different, because in that difference, we still need it. Do you think that men and women bring something different to the table? And if so, what would be your examples? I think that just by our, just the root of how we are created, men are automatically going to be more of a protector than a woman is. Whereas a woman may be more nurturing than a man is. That's not saying they can't be both. That's just saying that's one strength over the other where it's the other strength. So I do think that understanding those and not trying to whip it out and be like, oh, I can do it better than you, but actually being able to understand that there is a point like you, we see women, oh, I don't need protecting from a man, but the moment something happens, they want to act like damsel in distress and a man should help them, but they haven't even valued the men trying to protect them. And then you have men who want to self-isolate and not be in that nurturing point to understand their emotions. So they've pushed women away because they don't want to feel those emotions, but women can help them process the emotions and men can help the women understand how men are supposed to actually treat them and protect them. You're basically saying we can really be helping each other. Yeah. But we're not, we're doing the opposite. We're attacking everything that we don't agree with, but People have to understand that you can't agree to disagree, but you can still support a party. Like, I don't agree with everything in the feminist movement because I think that the reason why we have the feminist movement is to kind of whip it out and show it rather than really understand that that's not doing anything but underappreciating, devaluing, and emasculating men. Whereas men are sitting over here trying to underappreciate, devalue, and show toxic femininity because they feel this. So they're like, here, we feel this. So we want you to feel it. And it's just this constant pissing battle (laughs) between each other that is just not causing more division. Maybe I'm a little biased here because I'm a man and I speak to men, but I feel that there are more double standards on the women's end than the men's. I would agree. Why would you agree? What have you seen? I have seen, so like, Especially lately, I made a video talking about this Instagram, Facebook model, OnlyFans person who apparently stabbed and murdered her boyfriend. And yeah, and I didn't know anything of it until my fan base was like, "Um, can you like handle this? (laughs) I was like, "Okay." So what I've learned is that the original post from this woman that was talking about how wrong it was ended up cutting her comments off. But I got sent a video from a man that made a video based on the comment section and talking about how crazy it was. And we oftentimes see that when a woman stabs or hurts or does something to a man, it is praised. I mean, the comments were boss babe energy, that independent woman ish. And like all this type of like promoting physical violence and, and murdering somebody, But what people didn't know, which articles showed, and I did a bunch of research on it, is she had a criminal record where she had domestic violence towards people. So her her killing him was literally just the leading up to her record already. And that's why they only did, I think they said four months, three months of research, and they instantly put her in jail only two weeks 
into everything. But the last four months, they've been building a case on her because she has domestic battering on her criminal record. And we both know that when you just stab somebody, there's no reason. There's also video footage of her beating him in a hotel. He's a big like six three linebacker type build and she is just wailing on him and I had men and women try to argue that it was self-defense and I was like no she stabbed him because she wanted to like there's no reason as to why she did it it wasn't self-defense he didn't come after her and oftentimes when we see cases like that we see women being like see it was self-defense. Oh, it was this or, oh, it was that. And it's like, but the evidence is there that shows you it is wrong. Where if a man did it, we know that in a skinny minute, he'd be in jail. Women and men would be going off on him for the fact that he even remotely restrained a woman that was hitting him. So you see where it's more socially acceptable in a lot of ways for women to do things towards men, abuse, physical assault, things like that. Whereas for a woman, it happens and the whole world explodes. Yeah. I will say this, though. (laughs) Men have caused a lot of trouble physically for women. True. Forever. True. So, you know, even, even in my own little world here, if I see something like that, I would also assume that it was self-defense just because of what I've seen. And that, is not right to jump to that conclusion because you just don't know for sure. Right. I mean, you can even go to like the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial where, you know, I feel like men finally got a win and there has been, I mean, I've done a lot of research on this, like relationships with BPD, borderline personality disorder. And most people who have BPD are women and they have caused a lot of terrible, terrible things in men's life. And of course, men don't talk about it, maybe in a little forum on the internet somewhere, but we don't want to show weakness. We don't want to, we don't want to necessarily talk about our emotions because it just is uncomfortable for us. And I like how that trial showed that, you know what, there are other abusive relationships happening here where it's not just the man at fault. Right. And women are doing a lot of terrible things as well. Right. So, and it, it really, it really changed because one of the things I was telling people, I was like, y'all understand that if he doesn't win this case, not only is it going to be bad for abuse victims, but it's going to be bad for men because you have somebody on a live recording in a court case saying, yes, I hit you. Yes, I did this. But what are you going to do? You're a man. Like, oh, are you going to say that I was verbally assaulted and and physically hurt? No, because nobody's going to believe you because you're a man. And I think that that case really put a lot of things into perspective. And I'm finding on my platform that a lot of men are coming to me and being like, I have dealt with this. I have done this. And the only reason I feel safe enough to even remotely express it is because you are advocating for it. Yeah, it's interesting. I'll even say I have, Personally, anecdotally, I've been in a past abusive relationship mm-hmm. where she verbally and physically assaulted me and I did not lay a finger on her, uh, you know, and she didn't hurt me. Well, emotionally, she definitely hurt me. Right. Uh, you know, physically, she wasn't hurting me, but that's not the point. Right. It doesn't matter. You know, right. nobody should hit anyone. 
whether it hurts or it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. It just shouldn't happen. So yeah, I'm definitely, definitely sympathetic to all the men out there who have to deal with something like that and have a hard time speaking up about it. You know, it's interesting too, because this, this talk I'm saying right now reminds me of the toxic masculinity terms. And maybe we can move our conversation a little bit to that. First of all, what do you think toxic masculinity is? Like, what's the definition of that? Not to put you on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But what do you know of it? What I know of it is a lot of what I've seen where it tends to come out in them believing that they are superior than women or they view that. (sighs) What I've seen a lot of it is, yeah, toxic masculinity. It's like it's, it's. It comes in so many different forms. Yeah. Men doing typical masculine traits that can come off bad or toxic to simplify it, right? So I tell men a lot that it's okay to to have emotions and be emotional and feel, but the reality is, I actually literally just did an Instagram reel on this recently, is if you puke out all of your emotions and feelings on a woman, she's actually not going to be finding you attractive, and so a, a feminist might say that's toxic masculinity. You know, it's like, that's, that's terrible to say a man can't do that. But the truth is, is a woman doesn't become attracted to a guy when he's over vulnerable. It's just not attractive. I, I can't remember the last time a woman has ever said, I love it when my man cries to me every week and talks to me about his feelings and emotions. You know, right. if it happens once, I can see a woman being like, oh, that was really sweet. Like I, he really got in touch there. But for that to happen over and over and over, that's not attractive. I don't know. You're a woman. What do you think? Well, I don't know. Are you, I don't know. I'm not going to assume you're straight. Or <laughs> yes, I'm a woman. Um, you are a woman. That's what I identify are as. You, are, we're you good. Attracted, are you attracted to men? Yes, very okay. much so. So would straight you be attracted to that? So we're good. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I've never really understood why women don't find the emotional aspect attractive. So, what I think about is I had. They my very, say they do. They say they do. They say it, they do, but there is a lot of that. They a man can't even have a moment and without it being a problem for a lot of women. I would say, I would say from my personal experience, I had my very first boyfriend at sixteen. We were dating. He was the sweetest you could be. I mean, wonderful guy. One of the problems that we ran into is I couldn't have a moment to be emotional or upset over something without him crying for me. Interesting. And and I am okay with emotions. I'm okay. If you are going through something, you want to cry. I will be sympathetic and empathetic with you. There's no problem with that. If you're crying every week, we're probably going to need to figure out why, because that's not normal for a lot of people. Typically there's bigger rooted issues that are not being handled. But when it came to that instance, I was like, I can't, be with somebody if I can't have a moment without them having a moment. And so then I felt in that moment invalidated and that their emotions were more important than a man just having a moment, if that makes sense. So to to me, that story seems like you were more upset because it became more about him than you. Right. And like, there's semi gaslighting. Right. And like, like I said, he's a great guy. We're friends to this day, but he is just, 
in that moment, I don't know if it was immaturity. He's now in the Marines, so he's matured a lot. So I don't know if it was just in that moment, him being 19 years old, he was still learning himself and figuring things out. But I also know that he came from an abusive household. So I didn't know if that also did something. So I think that there is is a balance for sure. Like men want to be able to be like, it hurt me when you did this and not the woman make it about, well, you did it too, you know, kind of thing. So it's kind of the same principle. Do you, like, I, do you know what I think? I think that that you didn't feel an attraction for him in, in that moment because he didn't show you the strength that you needed for someone to be there for you. In that moment, I would say that's definitely it. But you know? I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily categorize that if if he like broke down. And it was like something very traumatic and it was like just every single day or every single week, I'd be able to sympathize with that and be able to understand it. But there also comes a point, especially in relationships where one person gets to break down and the other person has to be kind of the stable one. And then, you know, roles reverse depending on what's going on. If you're both breaking down, sometimes that's not going to do anything but make the situation worse. Yeah. I just think that men have more of a capacity to handle a woman being more emotional at times and won't find her unattractive for that versus if a man were to do that with a woman. So, you know, if you were to even it all out and let's say over the course of a month, you know, a woman was just sad, emotional, feeling down and coming to her man to talk about whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we vice versa that and a man was doing that to a woman I would think that over the course of the month, the woman would have lost more attraction for the man than the man for the woman. Does that make sense? That does make sense. I can see what you're saying. I can't speak from personal experience because I'm very much cut from a different cloth. I look at the bigger picture. Like if this person is dealing with that, there's obviously something more going on underneath, which I want to get down to the underneath issue. But I would probably like, for a regular amount of the population, I would say that's probably true. At least that's what I have seen with a lot of people in relationships. Yeah. You know, it's interesting too, because you said earlier that that was happening too when you were 16. And I just want to say to the guys listening, don't roll your eyes at that. You know, a lot of people will think, well, that's teenage. Everyone's different. You know, she was a teenager. It's not different. Men are still men and women are still women. Right. You know, like post puberty. What is that? 12, 13 years old, post-puberty, I mean, men and women are looking for the same thing as a woman or man who are 40, 50 years old in terms of like what's attractive. Right. I mean, I can even speak anecdotally. I remember I, I was the nice guy. I was that nice guy in high school and in college. And you better believe that all the other men showing more masculine qualities would get more of the women that and than I did. I even had a girlfriend in high school who broke up with me and cheated on me and went to a man who was more masculine. And by the way, not playing victim here, I was definitely doing things that now I look back and I go, oh, that was very unattractive behavior. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything about that that's toxic masculinity. It's just that this is the rules of attraction. This is how it works. And so if you're going to be doing things as a man that's going to be acting in maybe a feminine way, that will not be attractive to a woman. But women are telling men, this is one of the problems that that we see over here is women are telling men to be more feminine. 
And it's not in those words specifically, but that's the advice that they give. Well, I've heard those words specifically told to men. So really, okay, yes. like, like what? I have been, well, I'm typically the f- person that is standing in a room and catches conversations of relationships or things that are going on, regardless of whether it's a friend or just in public, where I have heard women straight up tell men, you need to be more feminine. And what I have found in my friendships that ended very quickly um, is that when I would be like, whoa, wait a second, what is that even supposed to mean? Like, I don't even understand that. And I'm a woman like that doesn't make sense to me. And it's oftentimes I just want him to be able to empathize with me more. And he's like, well, here's the solution. Like, I don't know why I need to empathize with you or I don't know why I need to share my emotions because last time I did, you threw it in my face on an argument. So I think women say it and they don't even understand what they mean. Yeah. I I don't think they understand what they mean, nor do they understand the consequences. Right. You know, it's like they're saying that and it's just, it's making men, well, it's turning men into women. And, and then you get women saying, we're all, we're all the real men. Well, a lot of you guys have been telling the men to be women and, and, I think that that also comes back to the way we were raised too, you know, especially me being a millennial. It's like, we've been told that by our moms. So it has not helped. Right. And I mean, I even had a conversation with somebody the other day. Cause I was like, you know, there's masculine and feminine roles. Like it doesn't matter what relationship you're in. Doesn't matter if it's two women or if it's two men, there's masculine and feminine roles typically in those relationships. So it pretty much plays in the same part of heterosexual relationships because we see a man is typically more masculine. But I think the issue is, is they're looking at like, if you have a gay man, he's typically going to be more feminine in his nature. Whereas a masculine man, he's masculine in nature, but he can have those feminine traits and qualities because we all have those. Like women have those masculine traits and qualities. It just looks differently. Whereas a man, those feminine traits and qualities look differently too. And I think they have to understand that by nature, men are more masculine and women are more feminine. That's not to say they can't do either or. That's just to say that's where that's our core being. That's how, that's how we are. And I think a lot of people don't understand when they say men need to be more feminine, that they actually are feminizing men, but telling a man, you need to really understand your emotions, become self-aware and to be able to talk through things is not feminizing them. That's just healthy emotional awareness. So there has to be that separation of feminizing. They are just in a corner crying all the time and don't want to deal with the real world versus a man who is sitting there like, I felt this way when this happens and I don't like this. So I'm going to put boundaries. I'm going to have things in place to make sure I keep my self-awareness, but I'm also going to deal with what needs to be dealt with because I am strong and I will handle it. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And I totally agree with that with the different traits. And I do think that men feel more comfortable in doing or embodying masculine traits and women feel more comfortable doing a majority of feminine traits. Mm -hmm. That's why women like to get dressed up and, and be pretty. And they're basically doing art on their face with makeup and they're wearing dresses. And, and a lot of women really enjoy that. 
And I've even heard them say that they enjoy it because it makes them feel like a woman. Right. And the same thing with a man. When a man is doing more masculine man traits related to strength and and, and dominating, not necessarily other people, but like, you know, dominating a work or accomplishing a, a big goal. Being a leader. Being a leader. That's exactly. It's like that It just feels good. Like that feels really good to a lot of men. Oh, so, absolutely. I mean, I, I got into a kind of an argument with a woman the other day because I was like, you know, I enjoy my boyfriend being masculine. I enjoy him taking the lead. I enjoy those things. And she's like, well, it takes away from you being a strong, independent woman. I said, no, it doesn't. Because I value and respect him and respect him enough that he's not going to take advantage of me being in my feminine when he is being masculine. Like those, that's a good thing. But she was like, I can't do it because I'm an independent woman. And I'm like, that's not, that doesn't take away from anything. And I think people have to understand is you can have your own traits, your own qualities. You can view things as you will yep. and do whatever you want. But at the end of a day in a partnership, it's not you against each other. It's both of you against the world. Yeah. And that means that your strengths go into his weaknesses and his strengths go into your weaknesses. So you, you work together to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Kaylee, great conversation today. Awesome talking to you about this. It's awesome to see a woman who is definitely for, uh, I don't know, lack of a better term, I guess the men's movement or against the anti-men movement. And you are, uh, clearly a very smart woman and I see great things happening for you and your message and everything that you're putting out there. So keep doing what you're doing. Obviously, people really enjoy it. You have a lot of followers and subscribers, and and I get why. So it was really cool talking to you today. Any any last things you want to say to the guys out there listening? Also, uh, please tell us where they can follow you on all your on all your social media. Okay, as far as social media, Instagram and TikTok, it's just short underscore McNugget. You will find me there. There's plenty of fake accounts, so but you can definitely see where my account is mine. I'm also on Facebook, post on Facebook as well under my name, Kaylee Whitfield. So y'all can go follow those. As far as last words, I would definitely say don't stress over the little inconveniences or the little things that happen. Oftentimes when somebody ghosts us or somebody rejects us or something, or somebody just stands us up on a date or they stop talking to us, or they just basically tell us what we're doing wrong. We tend to view it as it's a bad thing. And this person didn't even give us the chance or the shot, but turn that around and be like, you know what? They didn't view me as a valuable asset or something that could provide value to them in their life. And that's okay because I dodged a bullet. So at the end of the day, stand in what you do and who you are and let the pieces fall. And when somebody doesn't view that as a good thing, it sucks for them. They missed out on a good person. Awesome. Great words. Great words. Love it. Guys, check out Kaylee. She's got some great things to say. We'll put that information in the show notes. And Kaylee, thanks again. Thanks for having me. 